Hey everybody, this is Matt Oney. Welcome to episode one of the 906 CoachCast. The 906 CoachCast is a podcast where I interview coaches at all levels with UP ties. On today's show, I interview Coach Chris Givens, the head coach of the Traverse City Central Trojans hockey team. Coach Givens has led an extremely successful hockey program at Traverse City Central that culminated with a state championship in 2006. Coach Givens was recently inducted into this year's class of the UP Sports Hall of Fame. I hope you enjoy the interview. And we are live. So thank you very much for coming on to the podcast. I, I really appreciate it. Um, you're the first uh, member from the UP Sports Hall of Fame that uh, oh, I'll be boy. having on the podcast. <laughs> and um, and I guess my first question to you is just, you know, what do you think about when you hear that, especially, you know, being inducted in the same year as somebody like Jim Crawford, who's also, you know, a hockey coach from up right. in your area? What, what, what do you think when you hear, you know, Hall of Fame? Well, it's uh, obviously it was a, a big thrill for me and big thrill for my family. And I've had a lot of uh, people in Hancock, you know, say that, that that they were real happy and proud too. And I don't know, it's it's weird, you know, when you're going through as an athlete and and then you get into coaching and things like that, you, you never think of of anything like that. And so, you know, when people say the Hall of Fame and I go in there and I look at some of the guys and, and women that have been um, inducted ahead of me and I, and I read their uh, bios and I know their background. It's, uh, you know, a couple of times I said, what am I doing here? You know, uh, and my son had asked me, he sat with me at the induction banquet and he kind of elbowed me there as the program was going on and said, you know, did you, did you ever think that you would be here? And I just said, absolutely not. Um, never even crossed my mind, but, uh, certainly a thrill for me and, and something that I'm uh, very proud of. Um, well, you know, definitely well-deserving. I mean, at the time that you were inducted, you have 322 wins as a, as a hockey coach. Um, so, you know, I can't even imagine coaching three. Who knows if you even thought you were going to coach 322 games, um, <laughs> much less have that many wins. But, you know, the other thing is, you know, 25 ties, I mean, just th- these numbers are just astounding to think how many games you've actually coached um, to be able to to get to a record of, of what you have right now. So um, what is the highest level of uh, hockey that you played growing up? Well, I played, uh, you know, a lot of travel hockey when in my youth and then uh, played four years of varsity hockey at Hancock. And then I went, uh, was offered a full scholarship to play football at Central Michigan. So that's kind of where my organized hockey career ended until uh, I moved to Traverse City in 1989. And a spot opened up on the varsity hockey coaching staff in uh, 92. And I did three years as an assistant coach and then took over as the head coach in 95. So uh, people ask me if I have played a high level of hockey, and I haven't. Uh, certainly the quality of 
high school hockey in the Western UP is is very good. But um, yeah, I've I've uh, had some good good mentoring along the way and been able to to I think do some good things with the program and it's been a lot of fun. So you had mentioned that you went uh, for a full ride playing football at Central Michigan. How did uh, that experience prepare you for for your your coaching career? Well, I don't. This might <laughs> this may sound bad to some people. I'm not sure. It, it might not be a big deal, but I think the biggest thing it did was, um, you know, I, I learned some things that I would do as a coach and. I learned some things that I, I would not do. Now, granted, coaching at the collegiate level, especially Division One, is quite a bit different than high school. But uh, really, when you get down to it, coaching, a lot of it is relationships and how you treat people. And so, you know, it was uh, it was a good experience down there for sure. And, um, you know, I, I think that uh, a lot of what I went through down there in, in the four years with you know, going through a situation where I played a lot in in high school, both in football and hockey, and then as at Central, I was, uh, as people say, only a punter. And uh, so you go from playing, you know, being on the field all the time to maybe get on getting on the field six, seven, maybe ten times in a game for just a few seconds. So that was a big adjustment, but it it helped me relate to my players now who may not get a lot of ice time and and knowing how that can can stress you and how that can and just affect your not just when you're at the rink but your whole day and so i i like to think that i'm a little empathetic with some of those players and and can help them a little along a little bit that way because i have been through that situation where i went from playing a lot to, to not being on the field much at all. Um, well, to go in and punt in the football, right? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> um, what is a typical day in the life like for coach Givens? Like, so in, in terms of coaching, um, you know, I, I you know, it, it obviously is going to change from, you know, where we are sitting right now in October to if I asked you this question in a month or two, but what does a typical day out of season and a typical day in season look like for you? Well, they're, they are very different and you're right. It's going to change drastically here in a couple of weeks because um, we, we practice in the morning before work and school. So a typical day uh, practice day would be uh, get up at four thirty. And make sure I first things first get a get a pot of coffee on for sure. And usually I leave uh, here at about ten to five, and I'll open How Arena at five o'clock. And then uh, you know the boys are a lot of them are are there when I get there, but they start streaming in. And um, we have a team meeting every morning at five forty-five. And then the uh, official practice time is six o'clock to seven. And then uh, every day after the morning practice, the the booster club uh, has breakfast for the players at the rink in the lobby. So they'll have breakfast, get something to eat before they go to school. I'll usually then come here, come back to my place, 
get changed for work and, and head right to the office and then, uh, you know, work till uh, 5.15 or 5.30. So they're, uh, they're longer days for sure in, in the winter with practice, but uh, it works good for my schedule because I'm not a teacher. So it's, uh, it's good to get the practices done in the morning. The, the boys seem to like it because once they're done with school, they're done and they can do whatever they want to get. I mean, I'd prefer it be homework, but I know that's not the case all the time, but they have, they have the rest of the, the afternoon, the evening to do what they want. And uh, they seem to, in, to enjoy that. So yeah, longer days in the winter, but uh, still, still very enjoyable. And so in the off season, you know what I, I had corresponded with you a little bit. And one of the, um, the challenges that you said face coach or these days that face coaches is this pressure to have a year round program. So, so what is your, your life look like, you know, during the off season then? Well, this, you know, this will be my, uh, 24th year, uh, as the head coach. And, um, you know, I've never been a, a, a big believer in having a year round program. I think, especially for high school age kids, it's important for them to, uh, to be kids in the summer and, and, and do some other things. So whether it's, play baseball or go to the beach or work or, you know, whatever. It, I think that to get away from hockey for uh, the, a few months, especially in the summer and in, in the area where we live, where there's a lot to do in the summer here as well, you know, I just, I think they, they need that break. And, uh, you know, our, our booster club and some of the parents involved in it will get guys together and there's, ice time available for them, usually starting in uh, mid to late June until early August, uh, just a day or two a week where, where they can go. But I try to stay away from that and, and just, um, you know, we have a number of, of guys in town here that have played some college hockey and uh, even played some professional hockey and so we let them work with the kids. I think it's important for them to to hear another voice and get some different coaching and some different coaching techniques and really just, just get a break from the regular season. And so um, we do do a summer showcase with five or six other teams in June. And then uh, we just had a team in the, in a midget tournament. Uh, our coaching staff is not able to be involved in that, but we were able to go and watch. But other than that, it's it's not really, a, uh, you know, what you would call a, a full year-round program. And my thought has always been that when we hit the most important part of our season, which is the, the regional tournament in late February, early March, we need those kids to be fresh and and, and still wanting to play and and wanting to, uh, uh, you know, enjoy coming to the rink and things like that. And I think if you push them too hard and you push them year-round, when you get to that point of the season, the playoffs, where you really need them to be hungry and to be at their best, I think um, you risk it just being another day at the office for them or another another day at the rink and, and not have that same hunger and, and same desire to play because 
they've been doing it year round. They haven't had a break. You know, the best part about that answer is that you've been successful with that philosophy, you know, so it, it can be done, right? You don't have to have a year round program to be successful, to win state championships and things like that. And, you know, that's the best part is that there is proof out there that it doesn't have to be this intense, high pressure situation for these kids where they have to drop the other sports or, you know, allow their academics to start to fail or, or anything like that, that they can still enjoy it as kids. Sure. And, you know, you, I encourage our, our kids to be multi-sport athletes. Um, I was one obviously, and, and I understand that times have changed, but you know, I, I want them to be involved in other sports. I think there's a lot of benefit to that. Again, the different coaching I think is important, but you're, you're using, uh, you know, different muscle groups and things like that. So the chance of overuse injuries, I think is less, um, you know, and, and just I think the different sports offer different opportunities for the kids to learn lifelong lessons, too. And so, yeah, there's a lot to that. And it can be tough when, when you know teams that you're going to be competing against are doing year-round programs and people telling you that if you don't do it, you're going to be left behind. But my answer to that always is when we start the season November 1st, I've got those kids on the ice five to six days a week for four months. And so when it comes to the regional tournament playoff time, if I haven't been able to get them ready, working with them five to six days a week for four months, it's probably a coaching problem. It's not anything to do with not having a year round program or anything like that, because that's plenty of time. And, and the years that we we haven't had success in the playoffs, it wasn't because we didn't skate in July, you know. So, yeah, you've got people that I, I understand the pressure. I totally get it. And, it, and it can be tough sometimes. But that's just been my thing that, you know, I've, I've been uh, just in a situation where I've wanted to stick to my guns and I've had kids come back later and say that. They appreciated that, that they didn't feel the pressure to to have to be at hockey in June, July, or August, and they could play soccer, they could play football, or they could play baseball, or whatever it was, and I wasn't going to give them any kind of pressure to, to not do that. And so, uh, yeah, it, it, it may not be the standard model that, that's out there, but uh, I, I would agree with you. I think for us, anyway, it, it has worked. Yeah. And, you know, kids are so much better at it. They can take that time off. Right. I mean, if you or I oh, sure. were to take that time, yeah. we're not going to come back, you know, as strong, but kids can, you know, our team up here in Escanaba, um, the past couple of years, we've had really successful football teams, which has really delayed then the kids getting onto the ice for it. And I think last year, our kids had a total of two practices before our first game. And I was just so impressed at these kids who hadn't skated probably in you know, seven or eight months, we're able to jump on the right. ice and, you know, change yeah. shifts. And that's something sure. I was most impressive with or impressed with was that, you know, there was not a second that they didn't know what they were doing. Right. Um, so moving on to, you know, this being the 906 coach cast and, and, uh, and trying to focus a little bit on the UP, 
How has your experience as a coach differed um, because of your ties to the UP? Well, I like to think that what I've brought to the hockey program at Traverse City Central has been a lot of that, um, the, the UP work ethic, just the, the real blue collar, um, you know, hardworking group. Things don't have to always be perfect. You know, we can work through them and, and, and things like that. And I know, uh, I, I just remember a parent one time at the uh, end of the season banquet saying something about my my youper tendencies and and in uh, getting to talk with them a little after that it was just you know that just he said well you just you push so hard you know like you want every single minute for these kids to be going so hard and. And uh, he said that that's got to be where that comes from, is that that's kind of the youper way, right? Like you put everything you, you have into everything you do and you're just um, blue collar and, and you get the tough winters and all that stuff, but it doesn't hold you back. You just deal with it. And I think, um, you know, being from up there, you're, you're a little uh, – more used to seeing adversity on a regular basis, but you also learn how to work through it. And, and so, you know, I talk to my guys a lot about that, that, you know, look, things aren't going to be perfect all the time and there's going to be some struggles and there's going to be some rough road and, and you can't completely fall apart when things start to go a little bit sideways. You gotta, you gotta fight through it. And, and I think, uh, you know, that's certainly, certainly the way it is in the UP. You know, one of the things that I'm not from the UP, and actually I've only lived up here in the UP for three years, um, but one of the things that I have learned is how, although we will compete with each other up here in the UP, we're still always going to be together, you know, and, and one of the Absolutely. one of the proudest moments, uh, you know, North Central has had a very um, stellar basketball and football program over the past couple of years. They won the, in the state championship in basketball three, three years in a row. And, and you know, their, their star player is now going to be playing at Western Michigan. And when they came back home from downstate, I mean, they, they blocked the streets off here in Delta County, 30 miles away from North central high school, you know, and it's just right. awesome to see how, and you know, you follow social media and things like that and how everybody is so proud of them, you know, because they've right. done that and how we, we do kind of stick together, um, you know, being up here in the UP. Um, so kind of going back to, to the coaching aspect a little bit is, uh, is there a loss that you still haven't forgotten about? Uh, there is, um, it, it doesn't have anything to do with the loss on the ice though. Oh. It's, uh, uh, we lost uh, one of our players back in 96 to uh, cancer. It was his, uh, it was in October of his senior year. He had made the team as a sophomore and as a junior, and he had fought cancer once before when he was eight, was able to beat it. And then in the summer, between his junior and senior years, cancer came back and uh, came back came after him pretty aggressively and and he he didn't survive the second bout and that was uh like I said in October of 
what would have been his senior year. So, you know, that that's kind of a, well, not kind of, it, it's a big deal for me because that was a life-changing event, not only for me as a person. Um, you know, I had, a, my son was just over a year old at that time. And so, you know, it changed, changed me as a father, uh, that experience, but it changed me as a coach too. And, you know, it gives you a different perspective when, when you lose a hockey game and you start to think about in the big picture, what that really means compared to, you know, a young man in the, in the prime of his life, uh, losing his life to cancer and, and what he went through leading up to that. And then seeing his, his peers, his classmates, his teammates in a situation where that was the first time they had ever dealt with anything like that. And someone very close to them passing away. So, you know, I can get beat up on the scoreboard and, and I certainly have in, in the time I've been there and I've gotten beat up bad a, a number of times. And, um, you know, you just, you don't like to lose. I'm a pretty competitive person and, you know, I, I don't like to lose. I certainly don't like to get beat bad by any means. I don't think anyone that's competitive does, but at the same time, when I think back to that and how, um, you know, how bad that situation was for that young man's family, his parents and his teammates and everybody involved in our program, you know, it, it, it helps take uh, some of that sting away from uh, losses on the ice. Um, that, that's an, thank you so much for sharing that and for being so candid. You know, I really, really appreciate uh, your, your, you know, deep reaching down into that. I really do. Um, is there any advice that you would have for, for young coaches that are trying to get into coaching, you know, in these days? You know, we've got so much going on that's different from 1995 when you started. Um, and, oh, yeah. And so many more distractions for kids and for coaches. So is there any advice that you would give to somebody that's, that's trying to get, uh, you know, get their way into coaching these days? Yeah, I do. And, I, and I've been giving it my son cam is uh, he just turned 22 last month and he's going to be uh joining the coaching staff at alpina high school for their hockey team so we're uh we're going to be bitter rivals yeah we'll see them so so, uh you know he and i have talked a lot and and i think the the advice to uh him would be the same advice I'd, i'd give to any young coach that you know, there's a lot of stuff that you're going to be involved in that isn't in a coaching manual. So you're going to have to be a, a hockey coach. Uh, for some guys, you're going to be a father figure. You're going to be a counselor. You're going to be a psychiatrist. You're going to be a lot of different things that don't necessarily, at least on the outside, come with the co- uh, title of coach. But in everything you do, I think, uh, you know, whether you're, it's talking with the players or um, just going about your day, if, if you do it from your heart, I think you're going to be in, in really good shape. And, you know, you're, you're going to have parents and, and other people question you and you got to go into this with a, a thick skin and be confident in yourself. And you're going to be making decisions that Sometimes people aren't going to like and, and they're not going to understand and you're going to get beat up a little bit over that. But 
again, if you if you go into it with your heart and, and knowing that you're doing the right things and, and you're confident in what you're doing, in the end, I, I think it's you're going to be fine. The game, the game is the game, right? Hockey is, it's still hockey. You skate, you shoot, and you pass. And yeah, you know, guys are are probably uh, at least at the higher levels a little bit bigger and and faster and stronger maybe than they were before. But you know, ultimately, the game is still the game. So that part of it, the X's and O's part. Is, is really the easy part of coaching. The tough part is, you know, you've got 20 different personalities and you got 20 different guys that you got to figure out a way to get them to gel and work together. And that is, uh, it, it's not easy. You know, I, I would be uh, lying if I said that that part was easy. That's not, but, you know, you go into it again, working from your heart and, being confident in yourself and doing the best you can. And, uh, you know, it'll be, it'll be all right. So you've been doing this for a long time. Um, and, and you now have a, a son that you're going to be coaching against. Um, how, how long do you think you, how much longer do you have in you? You know, I get asked that a lot. Um, actually you're the second person today <laughs> that's asked me, but, uh, I do get that a lot. A lot of people, I guess, were under the impression that, once my son came through the program, that that would be it for me. And, uh, you know, I didn't, I didn't get into coaching hoping that someday, you know, he would be on the team. Um, I think I coached for 15 years before he even got to the program his freshman year. And so when he graduated, I, I didn't have any intentions of giving it up just because he wasn't there. I just I look at it the same way every year. If if it's still fun for me and and uh, I feel like we're we're on the right track and 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 we're doing some good things, then you know I I can keep doing it. When if it gets to the point where it's not fun, then I I would certainly step away and and let somebody else go in and and see what they can do. But you know what what am I going to do all winter anyway, right? <laughs> especially in all the snow. That's right. Um, so my last, I guess, uh, real serious question here is, is what does success look like for your team? Well, that's a good question. Um, I think what I would like, you know, when, if people talk about our program being successful, I want it to be more than, more than just the hockey part and more than just, wins and losses and uh, conference championships and the state championship. I want it to be something where, you know, you, you want to have that kind of success. And if winning wasn't important, then you wouldn't have opponents. You wouldn't play against other teams. So, you know, I'm not going to sit here and, and say that winning's not important because it is, but it isn't the most important thing. And, you know, I think success for us is, uh, playing the game the right way, being respectful of the game. And, and so that's everything from, you know, respecting our opponents to the referees, to everyone in the building, and then um, handling ourselves the right way off the ice as well. So we're, you know, we're good in the classroom. Uh, you know, I want our team to be academic all state every year. And, you know, we've been able to do it now for, 
gosh, I, I don't even know. It's It's been many years in a row, and so that's important. I want the kids to be uh, good citizens and, and you know, uh, contribute to our community. So volunteer work and, and uh, you know, we talk a lot about paying it forward and, and uh, you know, not only doing that in school but around town. And, um, you know, I just I, – I want our program to be something that – whether you're on the west side of town and you're a Traverse City West Titan or you're with Traverse City St. Francis and you're a gladiator, you know, I don't want that to matter. I want people of Traverse City, when they hear about Trojan hockey or they hear Traverse City Central hockey, that it's something that they're proud of, but because of what that program represents and, and not because of uh, or solely because of our, our one loss record. Uh, you know, I, I don't know if it's a hockey thing or, you know, but uh, here in Escanaba High School, we have that's one of the things that we've been able to do is be academic all state for our hockey team, which is, yep. is interesting. So I, it, maybe it's a it's a hockey thing. But uh, <laughs> um, all right. So now I've just got some rapid fire questions for you. Right. I don't want to okay. you to think too much about these, but uh, we'll see how this goes. So uh, first one, Houghton or Hancock? Hancock, for sure. <laughs> okay, this one's going to be tougher. Hancock or Traverse City? Oh, boy. <laughs> that is a tough one. You know, uh, I love Traverse City. Been here since 89. Um, but I love Hancock, too. And, and I, I spend as much time as I can up there. I rent a cabin on the on the water every summer for 10 days and that's uh, well, I don't know. We're gonna have to we're gonna have to go toss up on that. Okay, one. okay. Lions or Packers? Packers. Okay, all right. My wife. So I'm originally from Colorado, so I'm a Denver Broncos fan. But it, you know, my wife is usually the one that dresses my daughters, and so they're usually wearing Packer outfits on Sundays. So there you go. She throws Perfect. me a bone every once in a while and gets a <laughs> and gets puts on the Bronco jersey. Uh, who's your favorite professional hockey team? Uh, the Wings for sure, but uh, really lately started to follow the Blackhawks more with uh, Tanner Carroll there. I played uh, high school hockey against Tanner's dad. Uh, Dale went to uh, Calumet, and uh, I was at Hancock, and so we we him and uh, him and I would go at it pretty hard. But uh, Tanner's Tanner's a good kid and had a good career there playing for Hancock and. Has, uh, has done some really good things. So, uh, yeah, Red Wing fan for sure, but uh, following the Blackhawks a lot too now. So how do you feel about this Little Caesars arena? You know, I it was time for the Joe to go. <laughs> I mean, people love that place, and it, it, was, it was cool. There's a lot of history there and everything. I haven't even been down there, I think. Last time I was down there was before they even broke ground on the new arena. Everything I hear about it is, um, it's just, they say it's fantastic. Not sure about the name, but <laughs> the uh, the arena, I'm, I'm anxious to see it. It sounds like it's it's beautiful. So are you saying that there may be a time when it's time for Lambo to go? I wouldn't go that far <laughs> because... Uh, Boy, Lambo's another one. I, I I would love to be able to go to games more often than I have. Um, been to a 
a couple here probably in the last, I don't know, seven or eight years. Got my, my son there uh, to see Brett Favre play before he was done. And just a great app. I mean, there's nothing like that. I've been to professional games, different sports uh, all over the country, and there's just nothing like a, a Packer game at Lambeau. Yeah, there's some places that should never be touched, right? I mean, Fenway, That's Wrigley, right. Lambeau. That's right. Um, and, you know, growing up in Colorado, I, I felt the same way about My High Stadium, and, and they ruined that one for us. So I, I would hate <laughs> to see Lambeau go as well. Yeah, I would too. Um, if you were going to go out to dinner with any coach, past or present, who would it be and what would you eat? Oh, boy. Um I think I'd I think I'd like to go out uh, with Scotty Bowman. I'd like to hear uh, just you know go out and pick his brain a little bit and and ask him some questions on <laughs> why he did some of the things he did and and ask him if some of the stories I've heard about him from uh, some guys are true and and uh, you know is probably gonna. Just gonna get a get a pizza and let Scotty talk. I guess that's a, that's a really good answer. Um, so, bringing you back up to the UP for your last question here is: What is your favorite restaurant to act, to eat at in the UP? It's the Ambassador in Houghton, hands down. Can't beat it. Um, you know, it's probably probably not the uh, healthiest way to go, but I've I've been up there where I've made two or three trips to the ambassador in, in a single day and may or may not have done that five or six days in a row. But uh, the owner there, Joey Rossi, is a, a good friend of mine. I played a lot of slow pitch softball with him. And uh, so I like to like to support him in the restaurant, you know, up when I'm up there. But, um, yeah, the food is fantastic. And I just, like I said, my – Doctor wouldn't probably wouldn't be very pleased if he knew that I was handling it the way I have. But uh, yeah, it's a great place, hands down. Well, you know that's one of the things I'm looking forward to in this in this podcast is getting everybody's perspective on on good places to go and eat whenever we travel oh, around. Sure. And and uh, you know here in Escanaba we've got the Stone House, which is incredible. I've probably never found another meal anywhere else. So I'm excited to hear some more of uh, <laughs> these uh, responses. Well. Coach Gibbons, I really appreciate your time. Um, how can people follow the Trojan hockey team this year? Uh, well, they can. we have our, our own website. It's tcchockey.com. And then the Michigan High School Hockey Coaches Association is also involved in the uh, Michigan High School Hockey Hub, which is kind of a central location for all teams where uh, – you keep your game results and stats and things like that and can track uh, category leaders, and different different stats, goals, assists, goaltenders, things like that. And then there's, uh, you know, they tie in some things with the Mr. Hockey Watch and, and things like that. So it's, uh, I think it's mihshockey.com, I believe is the website. But that's a, a good place to go to follow Michigan high school hockey and, and uh, get some good information on the top players and the top teams. And they've got the rankings in there weekly. And it's a great site. If you, uh, if you want to follow high school hockey in Michigan. 
Yeah, I'll link up to that in the show notes here so that if people are interested, they can uh, go and check that out. And uh, lastly, good luck to you and your kids this Thank year. Um, and good luck having to go and coach against your own kid. That's that's going to be a new experience for you there. It's, it's going to be strange for sure, but um, looking forward to it. I'm, I'm really happy for him. I think he's, he's got a lot to offer. Uh, that age group and and uh, I think he's going to be really good for that program and hopefully he'll do it a long time I told him if he gets half as much out of it that that I've gotten out of coaching at Traverse City Central it would be well worth his time and so he's excited and yeah he's already been been chirping me about uh, <laughs> taking it to us this year so it'll be fun and, uh, looking forward to it. Well, that's a game that I definitely wouldn't want to miss. Uh, and uh, yeah, so those of you that are out there in the Traverse City area or the Alpena area, make sure to check out that matchup. Uh, well, again, thanks so much, Coach Givens. I really appreciate your time, and uh, we will talk to you soon. All right. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the 906 Coachcast with Hall of Fame hockey coach Chris Givens. You can keep up with their progress this season by following tcchockey.com or at the Michigan High School Hockey Coaches Association at mhshca.com. You can follow updates for this podcast on Facebook at 906coachcast. And if you have time, please shoot us a review on iTunes.